0: Vegans are smug pseudoscience babies. Hey, soy boys and girls, you can beat my meat.
1: <laughs> didn't expect to be so caught off by beat my meat. Oh, yeah, well, I think I should be allowed to eat any way that I please, and you're a creature killer if you say I'm wrong.
0: Oh, yeah, well, if you're a vegan, then you can't. Friendly.
1: Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Unfriend Me for February 27th, 2018. This is Episode 20. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, <clears throat> who turns his head from the mic to breathe. Hello.
0: <laughs> yep, me and me, me and Tay People, people get to
1: see, actually, we're going to talk about our Patreon in a minute, but the Patreon video on the site needs to be seen, because at the end, you get to actually see video of you veering away, because in the video archive for YouTube, I don't always show you doing that. Usually, it's yeah. just audio with a placard up, and in that thing, you see how he pushes away, and then he shoves the microphone. Like, there's an art to it I didn't expect.
0: There's a there. yeah, there's there's definitely a little, 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 little bit a little bit of a foley, little little foley work done on yeah. the intro. You can see it if you head on over to patreon.com slash unfriend me uh Scott you know uh re- re- real quick let, let, let's tutor on horn on this show for a second before we get into the meat of it uh this was uh... uh the meat of our show on veganism yep go ahead <laughs> the meat of your show our show on veganism sure I mean it could be like like the tender heart of an artichoke all oh, right sure you know?
1: why not or some kind of fake cheese someone found between their toes sure why not all those things
2: work
0: Pretty sure that's real. Uh, <laughs> that is a byproduct of a mammal, right? Uh, so uh, uh, this show started out as Hotline Monday, which was more pop culture focused, and and we kind of made a decision because we both really wanted to work together, but didn't want to do a show that we weren't thrilled with. Uh, to kind of rebrand it and make it a new kind of focus, and and uh, safe to say, this is kind of taken off beyond where we. Kind of thought it would.
1: Right? Yeah, it's done really well, and it's been a little surprising. Although our our impetus and sort of passion for changing it, uh, I think remains the reason why it's connecting with so many people. We wanted to. I mean, here here's the deal. You can go online anytime, any day, and go. I wonder if there's such a thing as a pop culture focused podcast I could listen to. (laughs) And you'll find a trillion of them, including multiple ones that I already either do or, or co-host with other people. So in a lot of ways we were sort of, I don't know, digging the same dirt over and over and over. And as we were moving through that period, things were getting real hot and heated on, on social issues and issues that didn't seem like they had a lot of play in recent years, but suddenly they did. And there's a million reasons people could point to as to why that's happening, uh, or why you know it seemed like something like this would be a good fit for us. But it felt right. We made the move, and it took off um, way more than the other thing did. So apparently yeah. we're we're pulling all the right uh, uh, triggers for people, just like yeah. our trigger episode. Uh, and uh, and I love it. So we thought, you know what, we want to really hunker down and like put our heads down and go for it. And part of that is. We got to figure out a way to sort of pay the bills for the time it takes to do this thing. Hence yeah. the Patreon. So there you go. Well, and,
0: and that's the thing is that number one, the 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 podcast is one thing, and and I'll 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 be a hundred percent honest here. I think Scott and I would probably find a reason to talk to each other and put it out as a podcast, you know, for free forever. Right. But what I think the audience demands are some extras, and and for that, I think to carve out more time. That's something that we definitely can uh, grease the wheels a lot more if there's a little uh, uh, money to be kicked in. So, what you're going to get are, uh, at certain levels, and you can go ahead and read all about them at patreon.com slash unfriend me, uh, bonus episodes. We're going to record some offline. They will probably eventually make it into the feed, either as bonus episodes or as replacements if Scott and I, for whatever reason, have to miss an episode. You will We will never actually miss an episode because we're going to have these in the tank, but You'll get to listen to them as soon as we record them if you're at a certain level and a lot of you guys submit a lot of great uh, a, a lot of great topics. you can always do that for free, but you can help order the ones that you want to see on the show the most for us uh, if you are at another level. So head on over there right now patreon.com/ unfriendme if uh, uh, for any reason you have any money to give, it is always appreciated and we're gonna have a discord. Uh, so people can continue these conversations. But uh, we just want to thank everybody for making this something uh, more than I think either of us really thought. Yeah. About.
1: And if you can't or you're out of a job or things are tight or we get that, too. And the show's here for you. Like, we're not changing any of that. We're not going to hide the the core show behind any kind of paywalls or anything weird like that. This, like most patreons, is all about do you find value in this? Do you like it? Throw a little scratch our way. Really that sure. simple. Yeah. So uh, and, thanks um, for all the support. And already some people sleuthed it out before I even kind of let it squeak on the morning stream this morning that we were doing this. Some people already found it, already pledged. To them, I tip my hat. I don't. I don't have on and say, no. congr- uh, "Well done." That's what yes. I would say to them. So uh,
0: not not only did you get to be the first uh, to become patrons, but you also uh, you also fooled us. Yeah. Well done. Us. Yeah. Well done. We, you, you sat through our clever ruse.
1: Now, last week, we uh, we touched on a topic that apparently became our most popular
0: oh my God. feedback
1: topic of all time. So I don't know how you did this, but you somehow sussed this down to just a handful of emails, which I know people appreciate. We spend a little less time on these in the beginning of the show, but that must have been hard with all the, not flack, but all the feedback we got last week
0: you want to know what a big shout out to uh somebody else who is going to benefit from uh uh, my end of this patreon which is our our new email ninja tamar who is going through and combing and filling out our doc here she's going to be really 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 helpful for a lot of these back episodes that we're going to do because what we're going to do is go back we we still get emails about old episodes people Mm -hmm. because this is an evergreen podcast it's not dependent week to week so a lot of people go back and listen to the whole run and then email about a lot of different things, and so Tamara's gonna go uh, uh, excavate all the old emails about gun control and trigger warnings and everything so we can do these bonus episodes, but she's also cutting everything down. This was a bumper crop, and let's go ahead and start with Brian, a professor. He writes, talking about college purely as a transaction is really unfair. You are focusing too much on the practical. There is a great value in the impractical. In fact, I would argue what makes humans what they are. Pushing students to think that it is important for me and really what I felt I got from college. I took an ethics class uh, as an undergrad about 15 years ago that has stuck with me forever. It made me a better person. There are more, uh, there's more valuable. It was more valuable to me in some ways than the job that pays me money. I learned how to think about things from multiple angles and how to source information from multiple sides. Knowledge also has an intrinsic value. The more you have, the more connections your brain can make. There uh, are ways outside of college to get these things, but any la- but many lack the discipline to attain them on their own. I love teaching, and I can add value to students live. If, if I didn't believe that, I would quit and do something else.
1: I, we don't do a ton of commentary on these, and we'll do a lot more in our bonus commentary. However, I do want to say to this person, 100% agree. I think our point was that there isn't that there isn't not value in college education or any other kind of education it's that somebody's making a whole lot more money increasingly larger amounts of money as time goes on so that you can have that great experience so some generation after yours when they go in trying to get that intrinsic value you're talking about they're going to pay through the ass to get it and the question is should they that's, uh, that's by the way uh,
0: after our episode uh the uh, the re- revelation of what tuition will cost for an incoming freshman to my alma mater, Syracuse University, $71,000 a year. Yikes. Machi Machi.
1: Machi Machi is right. William wrote in, sorry, Mag- Magnar wrote in <laughs> from, from the ethereal plane, Magnar, the, great, the Lord of Dark, says, uh, state colleges in Norway are not allowed to take tuition and instead have to finance themselves through the funding they get from the state. The student loans we get from the state are just big enough to cover basic living uh, living conditions. If higher education in the U.S. were free, many uh, could use the experiences they gain in college to actually find a degree they really want. Well, that's interesting.
0: Uh, look, uh, I, I, and I don't want to get too much into this, but I think that a lot of colleges are very poorly run financially and that we could have a much better situation that could involve much lower tuition if they balance their GD books. Mm. William writes, Scott's comments about academic advisors fired me up. My wife is an academic advisor at the University of Cincinnati, Go Bearcats. His comment about advisors is trying to keep students in the system is not indicative of all those who work within it. I get that there's some bad advisors, but they can be said about any job. A lot of advisors do everything they can to get a student with their degree as soon as possible and have to contend with students having no idea what they want as well as what parents think. As a listener who really enjoys a lot of the content here, I will say for the record that Scott's overreaching generalizations are my least favorite part of the shows, as well as some of the best parts of the shows.
1: All right. I have a tendency to uh, exaggerate and take things to hyperbolic levels. I'll admit to that. I don't think I did that last, last week. All I was saying was a lot of them, like he even admits to here, a few bad apples in your basket. Sometimes they're pointing kids in the wrong direction. That's all. I didn't say everybody. I didn't say your wife. I'm sure she's awesome. I am sure there are great people in those positions. There are plenty who just are, you know, like any other position in academia, are just sort of, yeah, all right, whatever, pushing through, pushing through. All right, don't get
0: defensive. Don't I get won't, defensive. But I
1: just, well, I just been putting it out there. All right, finally, uh, Jason wrote in. Am I on the right one? Yeah, here yeah, it is. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Jason says I'm the con- I'm the quote constantly goes back to school guy unquote. My life growing up was a lifelong parental expectation from fetus to 18 years old that I will be going to college. And that is it. End of story. I have this strong internal pull uh, that by completing my bachelor's degree, I will have finally shaken this parental, uh, sorry, this parent failure shame mockery off my back. And monkey, then monkey. I'm sorry, not mockery. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you don't say I have a mockery on my back. <laughs>
1: Wait, when you go to the zoo, you don't go see the mockeries? I do. <laughs> um ah, the tale of the ancient mockery. Ah, uh, the mockery. Here we see the female mockery. Anyway, uh, it says this uh, thing about monkeys. Now I lost my place. It was right there. Okay. I'll
0: monkey up my back, and I'll finally I'll be finally free.
1: Finally be free. Says a small list of online schools I've signed up for, gotten first semester loans, attended and dropped out are the following University of Phoenix, Western Governors University, the Grand Canyon University. Uh, this is over the last decade, he says. Want to laugh? I just enrolled this December to the University of Indianapolis. My wife and I agree that this was my last attempt, and I and if I don't pull it off this time, then I need to stop. And college just isn't for me. I just finished my first class, and it's going well so far. But seriously, trying to finish college is like trying to quit smoking. Uh, that's yeah, interesting. you've Just got to do
0: it. <laughs> you got to stop thinking about doing it. I mean, part.
1: What's funny is he's. I get what he's saying. Like trying to stop smoking. But what he's saying is the addiction is continually trying to finish school and not being able to. That is a weird addiction, if that is in, indeed a classifiable addiction. I mean, listen,
0: I know drug habits cheaper than that addiction. That is that is a that is a high priced addiction. That is that is high class, my
1: friend. Yeah, I feel like uh, the 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 op- opioid crisis is uh, yeah. less expensive than having to go to school uh, forever. But I don't know. I, I wish that dude the best. And if he can finish this time, dude, thumbs up to you. Good job.
0: Sure. But imagine if you if you balled up all that money that you spent on college. You could just be like in the club with bottle service. Oh, no, dude, weekend. just
1: uh, throwing Benjamins and- all over the room. Absolutely.
0: Hey, hey we're the mockeries. <laughs> if you want to email us, it is show at gmail.com. Again, show at gmail.com. We got a ton of emails on this. We will definitely be getting to a college is college worth it bonus Patreon episode based on the amount of emails that we got. In fact, the hope is that Scott and I can carve out a little time this week to do our first bonus episode very, very soon. Yes. So head on soon. over there. Patreon.com slash unfriend me and unfriend show at gmail.com is where you email in. Uh Scott, we will open up the phone lines for people to talk about what we're talking about this week, but let's go ahead and get into the research. It is about vegans and food politics. Scott, what when I say vegans, mm. what's your first thought? Okay,
1: so this is a great day to talk about this. For lunch today, just a half hour prior to us recording, mm-hmm. I was like, I should eat something or I'm going to be starving during the show. So what should I eat now so that I'm sated for later? Yeah. And I chose to combine two worlds. I took uh, this amazing, mostly beef-based, but there's some lamb and some other stuff in it, meatloaf thing my wife made. It's okay. incredible. Uh, I sliced off a hunk of that hunk, because I am the furthest from a vegan you're going to find. I took okay. that thing, and I microwaved that baby up, and I put some cool stuff on it. Now, what's interesting is on top of it, there's this layer of what looks like almost burnt green material, and yeah. you go, what the heck is that? That... Is vegan kale. So kale that's vegan, vegan certified. I don't know how you certify something vegan, but
0: okay, yeah, well, that's, that's not a real thing. It's not, it <laughs> says it on the
1: package though. So I don't know, but it says on the package vegan.
0: It uh, says on the package yeah. vegan kale. Vegan
1: kale. And, and it Take has
0: a picture of this package. I and, don't know and, where it
1: is. I'll find it. Send it, it. I'll find it, but it has vegan cheese on it. Okay, so in the kale, like part of oh, these.
0: Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. Now, now I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. If, if it's like cheese encrusted, it's like, like vegan cheese on the kale. Yeah, That's
1: exactly. It. That's what it is, and it's 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 hard. Like it's supposed to be a snack. It's not a. It's not fresh kale yeah, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. salad. Yeah, yeah. So I know what you're talking about. She took it out, ground it up, and created a upper crust of this meatloaf with this kale.
0: That's great. That's smart. It was really good. So, and then
1: baked on. Yeah, it was amazing, yeah. and I ate that before coming on here. And I enjoyed both worlds. I enjoyed the hippie, freaking (laughs) uh, uppity, uh, pita side. (laughs) And I enjoyed the douchey, meat, sweat, disgusting. Let's kill animal side.
0: I love, I love how you had to you had to bag on the animal side <laughs> after you
1: went uppity on the on the vegan side. Well, I'm trying to be fair and balanced here today because.
0: No, no, but no, but give me, give me. Uh, so, so when you say the furthest from a vegan that that you can find, I think that's part of what we're going to get into is the idea that there is this bloods versus crips kind of divide on this and i don't quite understand why hmm. like why there has to be a like no i'm definitely not a vegan or like on the other side the 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 meat shaming like well this is why you're you're killing yourself in the planet kind of thing like food politics baffle me and i have had to see a lot of it because my wife is a vegan and is public about it and worked at PETA, like so there's there's a lot. I, I see a lot of the of the backlash. And let's for the sake of this episode, we are going to table PETA as an organization. Uh, uh, so so let's understand that PETA has its own <laughs> issues and we're, we're going to focus more on just kind of veganism.
1: All right. That, that's, which is totally fine. Now, when I first met your wife, Ashley, she was ca- crossing country to move to California. Yes. To, to be with you. Yes. And she did it with a friend. They drove through. They said, "Hey, we're gonna be in Salt Lake. It was snowy and kind of awful. We need a place to to stay overnight. We're like, absolutely, come on by." So my worry was, I knew she was vegan. Yes, my worry was uh, we, we tend to we have a reputation, especially my wife Kim, for being extremely hospitable. If you come to Kim's house, she's got you taken care of. She'll make you food. Absolutely. she'll give you a warm bed. She'll give you whatever you need. She'll drive you anywhere.
0: True, true story. Here's how hospitable Scott and Kim are. I was uh, in town for a go game and I stayed at the house, and they were so hospitable that part of the reason why I wanted to stay at the house is I wanted to do the morning stream that morning. Yeah. And Scott almost didn't wake me up because he thought I hadn't gotten enough sleep <laughs> to do the morning stream. I was going to, f- I felt bad. Like, at the point that I was there. Like, I felt but bad. that's the level of. Of of hospitality that exists is like, no nah, I don't know. You gotta have bags under your eyes. Maybe you deserve that extra yeah.
1: hour. And I, and I and we don't know how to be otherwise. And this is especially with Kim, this is just her thing. So when she came, we were worried. We we're like, Oh my gosh, okay, so she's vegan and we don't normally I mean my daughter's vegetarian, which we'll get into in a bit, can to sort of differentiate vegetarians, pescatarians. We're not gonna get super technical, but you know, there's differences. Yeah. Uh, so we're used to making Carter, like if there's lasagna, there's always a little, little small version that she got, had made without the meat. If, uh, it's bacon and eggs, she's got eggs. If it's whatever, she's missing the meat. And we're used to doing that for her. We've done it since she was eight. I think she declared herself vegetarian. She hasn't eaten meat since. So we already kind of knew that, but vegan was like this. In my mind, the stereotypes in my head were, whoa, this is like a huge football field away from where we're at with the vegetarian. Like this is gotcha. everything. If that bowl uh, might have been made by someone's hands who also, you know, petted a goat, <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> not vegan enough or whatever. That's an exaggeration. Yeah. Probably what that guy who wrote in is so, talking so, so about. So there, so
0: there was a a reputation then, and, and it sounds like even a little bit now of, of of militant a militant nature to to veganism.
1: Yeah, and I didn't want to offend her or them. I wanted them to feel comfortable and not walk in and go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe." They knew we were vegan and still did this. Like there yeah. was a fear of that. I mean, now that it's over with, I look back and laugh and think it's dumb because Ashley wouldn't have been that way anyway. But yeah, but she, so, so what we did is we made, I can't remember, we made this, this version of Kim's jambalaya recipe that was 100% vegan. Kim did all her homework and it all worked out and everybody liked it. Um, but it was still this fear I had. Well, what's that fear based on? That's the presentation. You don't see this anywhere unless you are a, are a vegan or live with other vegans. The presentation out there, the the public persona of a vegan, is somebody who's like Moby, just super thin and and pale. <laughs> you know, and they can't they can't grow their own hair anymore, and they no, just sort of no, all weird. Yeah. And they and they're and they're like, man, I don't like anything or anyone that doesn't adhere to my stated you know like this kind of thing is the stereotype that i
0: have totally they're always wearing a shawl you know (laughs) lots of lots of scarves and things oh just uh, scarves on scarves on scarves Mm -hmm. like you know a pirate level of uh, a pirate gypsy level of scarves
1: basically yeah and so i don't i didn't want to i didn't want to upset the tribe when when that was going down and since then um, I mean, to be honest, I've never really had a run in with a with a quote unquote, vegan or vegetarian that was confrontational ever. They either yeah. just don't they either are ve- I, have, I have friends who are vegans, or who are hardcore vegetarians or some other variation, including my daughter who are just like, eh, whatever, eat what you want. Uh, you know, sure. I'm just gonna eat this like it's never been more than that. But this, this picture that we all have painted is that there's some kind of sort of crazy activist, freaking
0: hippie weirdos. All right. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, the, the 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 facts, the uh, origins. Yeah. Donald Watson coined the term vegan in 1944 when he co-founded the Vegan Society of England. At first, he used it to mean non-dairy vegetarian, but from 1951, the society the society defined it as the doctrine of a man who should live without exploiting animals. Interest in veganism increased in the 2010s. Uh, more vegan stores have opened, and vegan options have become increasingly available in supermarkets and restaurants in many countries the origin of the term vegetarianism is unknown but the earliest known use has been attributed to fanny kemble writing around 1839 in georgia of the united states the practice can be traced i I, listen i put all this in here so you guys could watch me hit every branch of these names as i fall comically to the ground (laughs) raised to the Indus Valley civilization of 33000 to 1 uh, sorry, to 13000 BC of ancient India with jains being the earliest practitioners in 6000 BC early vegetarians include indian philosophers such as Mahavaria and archarya Chandakakuna, and indian poet valuvar the indian emperors Changa de Triputa, Maruya, <laughs> and Ashaka, Greek philosophers such as Empedocles and Thermopetus, Parac, and Paraphone, and the Roman poet Ovid. It killed it.
1: Perfect. Nailed it. This is TMS level mispronunciation. I'm blown away. This is great. Well done. I do it for you. Yeah,
2: thanks. Uh,
0: look, in the 60s and 70s, a vegetarian food movement emerged as part of the counterculture in the United States that focused on concerns about the diet, the environment, and distrust of food producers, leading to increasingly organic gardening. One of the most influential vegetarian books at the time was Francis Moore LaPay's 1971 text, Diet for a Small Planet. It sold more than 3 million copies and suggested getting off the top of the food chain. Mm. Uh, Other books uh, that have been influential are uh, uh, The Sorry, uh, these are, uh, sorry, uh, document- uh, uh, documentaries that have been uh, very influential are Earthlings, Campbell's The China Study, Rory Friedman and uh, Kim Balauman's Skinny Bitch, Jonathan Saffron Fowett's Eating Animals, and of course the form uh, the, the film Forks Over Knives in 2011. Can, so, I, uh, can I throw out a quick thing?
1: When you name your book Skinny Bitch... That's the kind of book that makes people go, "Great, someone's here to jam their jam their freaking theory on life down my throat." Like that's that right there. I'm not saying it's 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 even their intent. I'm saying that that kind of provoca- provocative title, I can't say words. Mockery documentary, um that kind of title is enough to say I got this thing, and I'm better than you. So uh, take that, or you're a bastard. Like, and people don't like that. It turns out human beings don't like to be told they're 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 wrong or they've been doing well, it wrong but, the whole but, time. But,
0: but here's here's what I want to focus on with that. Number one, let's understand that that uh, no matter how many mispronames or, or m- m- mispronounced names that I can spit <laughs> out of my dumb gullet, uh, that vegetarianism is something that is very, 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 very old, and a lot of this is something that I've learned. Uh, in eating different cuisines with Ashley a lot of uh uh, uh, international cuisines are a lot easier to uh, adapt into veganism or are vegan in general uh uh there are a lot of different ways that people eat and this is something that is kind of ancient the idea of veganism is also undeniably linked to the hippie counterculture movement in america at least for us as an american podcast the hippie counterculture movement of the 60s and 70s and the idea that when you look at this when you look at veganism in in our modern age with a certain lens it is because not long ago it came from that but where i think we're going now and the reason why veganism has kind of exploded in the last century in the last decade rather is that the skinny bitches of the world have kind of moved in. And now this idea is not necessarily just about an ethical consideration. It's also a bit of a diet fad. And that's where I think some of the skinny bitch stuff comes in is like, hey, here's another way that you can eat healthier or not digest as much as many saturated fats uh, uh, if you, practice this way of life
1: one of the one of the stereotypes that that uh invades and stays is this idea that vegans vegetarians that ilk don't have a sense of humor which i don't think is actually true in fact around our dinner table let's say uh, a big meat event like uh thanksgiving comes around sure and the turkey's being cut and we're passing it around it's very traditional there's dark meat and white meat and all this and it'll come around and all. And I will, without fail, whenever there is meat in this house, without fail, look at Carter and go, Carter, which one do you want? We saved you a leg. Like, I will act as if she's not a vegetarian just to annoy yeah. her. And she'll yeah. go, "Ha, yeah, dad, sure. Give me as much bacon as possible. Ha ha. We laugh it off and nobody, you know, she doesn't eat meat and we all eat meat. Yeah. Uh, the theory, the, the theory, but there is a, I think, a perception out there that vegans have no sense of humor. And I don't think that's actually true. But. We're also fighting against that. This idea that they just cannot take a joke, or they they uh, they equate uh, criticism of their lifestyle to be as uh, like racism or something like that. Like,
0: but isn't a, isn't that isn't that part of the counterculture hippie criticism as well? Right? That that, sure. that hippies can't take a joke. That that everything is so self-serious, and they believe that their cause is so righteous that there's no room for. uh uh, anybody outside of a very narrowly defined worldview
1: yeah no that's true and that's probably true of a lot of you know if i'm here to save the whales you pretty much know what i what i'm what my deal is i'm pretty self-serious uh it's save the whales and forget about everything else it's a pretty linear perspective that's the thinking anyway i like a vegan (laughs) this is this is going to not help any when i'm the the phrasing i'm about to use yeah i like a vegan a good vegan
0: yeah, who, I, I, I like I like those people <laughs> who do what?
1: I like those vegans who uh, come to a party. And if the party thought ahead of time about maybe the vegans are coming, so let's have something good for them that they can have and having it there. And they go, oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you very much. And if they don't, I like the vegans that go, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. I didn't tell anybody I was a vegan. It's the ones who, in theory, come stomping in and go, I cannot believe there's not a single vegan item on this menu, Denny's. What are you doing, Denny's? Like, again, these are stereotypes I'm whipping out, not based on personal experience. I've never seen a vegan behave this way. But this is part of the problem, is the perception is there, including my perception of it, despite the fact that I have no personal experience with a vegan freaking out about what's on the menu.
0: Uh, let's also take a look a little bit about some of the health issues uh there are uh there's no doubt that if you do eat a vegan diet that you have to be a little bit more intentional about things that you are uh not going to get in bounty as you would if you were eating uh meat and meat byproducts oh i guess we haven't really explained this veganism is vegetarianism plus you do not eat byproducts of animals so that means no no uh cheese no eggs no milk uh, uh uh there are certain uh, beers uh, i think guinness uh, is filtered through a fish bladder Yep. so that is not vegan uh, uh <laughs> there are a lot of things that you wouldn't think have uh uh jello has uh or at least did i can't remember if it still does has uh, a powdered horse bone yeah horse <laughs> feet it. or whatever horse hooves so is, is
1: it is it also is it true that it um it extends beyond food and goes into clothing and all that, or is that a, is that a further faction? We're, 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 we're okay. actually
0: going to get to that in a second. All right. Uh, all right. But there are things that you need to be more intentional about. So it's not necessarily protein, but saturated fats uh, are something that you need to be uh, more uh, careful about. And certain, I think it's like low chain fatty acids or, or omega-3 uh, uh, acids. I, I should have looked this up. But, but there are things that, Either you need to pay attention to iron, I think is another one that you need to pay attention to. And if you are low, then you are it is recommended that you kind of take supplements to to keep yourself uh, at at a healthy level. It is easy for people to be irresponsible with a vegan diet and make themselves unhealthy. That is miles away from me saying that vegans are unhealthy. But if you don't pay attention to yourself and your body, then there, there are ways that you can go astray. Now, sure. there, there are, are consequences
1: you go- if you don't want to look like Moby. Do what Justin's saying.
0: <laughs> look, and there's consequences to eating saturated, uh, you know, fats through through meat and stuff like that, and heart conditions and everything. This is not me saying that this is a vegan only problem. This is me explaining this way of life. Sure. Now, sure. you You mentioned the difference between ethical and environmental veganism yeah. and yeah. the the idea here is that for some the, the 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 description of this uh vegan society here in 1951 is the doctrine that man should live without exploiting animals does indeed uh uh ex- go on to say that you shouldn't wear leather you shouldn't uh, be exploiting you shouldn't be there uh, uh, to be a part of a system that factory farms and and brutalizes animals for your the betterment of your life mm. that is that is certainly a part of some uh, some uh, uh, veganism there's also the environmental veganism which says that this is an unsustainable way of life and it is bad for the planet in fact there is an argument to say that if uh, the, the biggest contributor, to uh, uh ozone depletion and global warming are cow farts why are there so many cow farts so much so the methane release from a cow's butt uh because this is a gigantic fact this is a, a gigantic industry that we must feed into right and so if there is less factory farming uh then there will be less Cow
1: are there vegans who wear like a, a mink coat and just go you you full vegans with the closed rules f you like are there factions within there where this where there's some grinding or or do we, I, we probably don't know that but i'm curious I, I,
0: I do not know for sure uh i would not be shocked if if there are look this is a again we are getting into kind of food politics here yeah and food politics are something that are that has been consistently fascinating to me as I have watched people bounce against it, because you realize that food is something that we all interact with multiple times a day. We all have very strong opinions on food, and they oftentimes dovetail with our political philosophies, our religious philosophies, our our identities as people. And so it's kind of surprising to me uh, when people get so fired up about it. But the more you look at it, the more it shouldn't really surprise anybody that that people do have opinions that are this strong that you know there there are people that you know ashley streams on twitch i should have probably told her to call in since i'm talking about her so much but like (laughs) twitch.tv uh fake gamer girl she cooks like three times a week uh and it's all vegan stuff and she'll have people come in and just yell about i love steak i love bacon and it's like cool she's not gonna yell at anybody about it right she's just like that's cool for you Right. I'm cooking vegan food. Would you like to hear about it? <laughs> no, I,
1: again, she was, she, was never, she was never that thing that I predicted when she came to visit. Uh, by the way, we have to at least mention this because I have to just get it out of my system. In the Marvel Universe, in the Milky Way, there is a star system called the Vega star system. Uh, in, in the Marvel Universe, there are uh, characters or creatures based on the people who live on Vega 4 called vegans. It's also Vegas Superior is the name of the dominant world. There are, uh, it's a mostly tropical or semi-tropical uh, planet covered in 76% uh, water. Uh, they, uh, there are 5.3 billion of them throughout the solar system. They radiate, or they're 30 feet tall and radiate anti-gravitons. So the original <laughs> vegan's very different than the vegans we know and love today.
0: Uh, now let's go ahead and, 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 uh, uh distill a little bit of the vegan hate yeah uh these are a few things that i pulled this was uh when you google i hate vegans this is the number one result this is a reddit post from r slash rant i hate vegans they're so annoying i'm of the belief that there's no such thing as a quiet vegan they never effing shut up about how much better they are than you because they don't eat animal product like seriously just shut the f up i feel like they're only vegan so that they can brag about it to other people if a vegan was the last person on earth they wouldn't be vegan anymore because what's the point there's no one to tell it to but that's just my angry side talking my more rational side know that i hate them because they completely ignore any science that goes against their vegan beliefs mm-hmm. and if you think that's just some butt sniffer from reddit like let's not take this as the uh, the end all be all i direct you to this Column from The Guardian on the more high-minded. They write, Eating in a meat-free restaurant the other day made me realize why I hate vegetarians. The food, (laughs) unlike the tasteless, bland rubbish often served up in such places, was delicious. Unusual for meatless cuisine, it had flavor and texture and was even well-seasoned. What was unpalatable were the customers and waiting staff, (laughs) all of whom seemed to believe what they were eating made them superior. They all looked smug and self-satisfied. It brought it home about how most vegetarians, and I'm largely excluding those who eschew meat for religious or cultural reasons, give themselves a bad name. They are better than you, didn't you know? The atmosphere at the restaurant was one of a pompous aloofness. I left with
1: indigestion. Okay, can I just say that's... Based on what? He gave no examples of any actual interaction with anybody. He's just saying Look,
0: they seemed pompous. Come on. I included I included this. You know what so seemed pompous? That article. Go ahead. I, I included this just so people understand the level of vitriol that that is out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With that, I believe that we should go ahead and open up the phone lines. 801 285 9395. Hey, by the way, I got a ton of people. Uh, uh, at replying me on Twitter, sliding into my DMs, showing me the screen that they have put that number into their phone so they don't have to remember it. They can just hit the button. Again, that number is 801-285-9395. Keep those screenshots coming. I love it.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good. Hi, you're on the air. Who's our first caller? Hi, uh,
3: guys. This is Andreas from Seattle. Oh, I'm so glad (laughs) you
1: called, Andreas. For whatever reason, this is going to be embarrassing to me or I'm going to be amazing here. But if I had to guess which one right. of our re- which one of our regular callers might be vegan, it was you. Now don't hate me for that. That was just a feeling I had. You tell me if I'm right <laughs> or wrong.
3: Dude, Do am Greek? What do you think? <laughs> I'm not a
1: vegan. I'm sorry. You get, I'm not vegan. He's not only Greek. He, those guys um, eat food from. A, they eat meat off a stick, like a giant stick, and uh, they put the, it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
3: Or from from the sea, you know, we just bite the face directly. But anyway, um, uh, the reason I'm calling is uh, Justin said the word science. And I think you said in a context that what's the science of being healthy as being a vegan or not being a vegan. Um, The thing I want to say is uh, for the last couple of years, I've been into fitness and, you know, bettering myself. And uh, I've read a lot of studies and stuff like that. I think one of the most important things that people have to understand if they want to, you know, look into studies is that maybe, right, I'm not a scientist myself, I'm just a software developer, but maybe we should, um, we should not think of scientific studies as proof of anything. Scientific studies is just observations based on the best tools that we have right now to observe things. Right. So something that comes for fitness right now that says, you know, it's not good for you to eat carbs uh, after five o'clock if you want to lose weight. This is based on observation. There's no fact that says that. This is not a mathematical fact. And, you know, people should read in
2: this. In well, the plus, studies, plus they, the tend, state to, they tend to they tend to the change
1: food. over time. Like, um, for a long time, eggs were good for me, eggs were bad for me, now eggs are good for me again, then they were bad again, I think they're good for me again.
0: I, I mean, look, yeah, I, I think sweeping kind of generalizations on what is healthy and what is not uh, are is always uh, dangerous. I, mean, <laughs> well, I, I just don't think they help all that much. I mean, look, like uh, you need to be healthy yourself. You need to pay attention to your own body. And people react to things differently for a million different reasons. Yeah, so I agree. Uh, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Kyle from Bay
1: City, Michigan. Well, hello, Kyle from Bay City. What's up?
3: Uh, not much. So I'm on the carnivore side of all of this stuff. Uh, I have, my wife has a sister who we call them Sunday vegans. Uh, They kind of follow it more like a trend then they do a lifestyle, like they flip flop between, oh, well, we can have turkey this because it's Thanksgiving, but we're still vegan.
2: Mm.
3: Those are the kind of people on this that really like drive me crazy. because They're the ones that I think exude that air of arrogance. Everyone always talks about with vegan.
1: Well, let me ask you this. If they were, if their attitude wasn't that they were vegan and we're just going to make this exception because it's Thanksgiving, what if their thing was yeah, we're cutting back on meat. It's for health reasons, but we're, we let it go for holidays. You guys wouldn't think about it twice. That'd just be fine. Why do you think they have to drape themselves in the vegan uh, label, do you think?
3: We, I, You know, we ask ourselves that between, our, between me and my wife talk about that. We don't understand why they have to declare they're vegan. Uh, one of the other things that's confusing is, you know, they want to be, you know, meatless, but then they go to the store and they buy this weird processed fake meat. <laughs> yeah so they're trying to buy meat because they don't (laughs) want to eat meat it doesn't make sense to me like why are you buying meat if you don't want to eat
1: meat just i can can
3: speak to that a little bit i mean
0: look the, the the taste that you acquire throughout your life i mean if you're going to cook within the american cuisine there is no denying that so much of it is meat based and so i personally when i go to vegan restaurants of which there are a lot of great ones out here in the bay area uh I love when they do things that are totally different. I think that that those are always the best vegan dishes are the ones that aren't trying to be something else. But look, you're cooking every day. And sometimes you want it to be Taco Tuesday. And sometimes you can get really, <laughs> really good fake meat crumbles from frozen uh, uh, meat crumbles from Whole Foods. So you make Taco Tuesday with fake meat crumbles. Like, What is I, meat? I, I crum- think- can you describe what is a meat crumble? What is that? there's a lot of ways to do it but there a lot of times there's soy proteins oh, that are kind of like okay. uh uh, uh the meat crumbles are actually not all that bad in terms of fake uh fake meat stuff really a lot of that's gotten a lot better over the years and including you know there are a lot of places now that do the impossible burger yeah which is probably the closest you would say to feeling like a t- and tasting like a real burger like it, it bleeds when you when you bite into it, it's really I, I
1: have a question after this next call about artificial meat. So don't let me forget. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this?
0: Hey, this
2: is
4: Brandon from Edmonton in Canada.
1: Hey, a Canadian. I like this. Uh, this is good. What's up?
4: Uh, well, you guys are actually kind of hitting on what I wanted to talk about, which is the the whole ac- actual fake meat thing. There's a
2: vegan restaurant
4: where I live that is actually really really good, and I never thought to try it until recently, and I was surprised like how real the their fake meat tasted it was actually kind of surprising so it kind of got me thinking you know maybe I want to start moving into moving away from me but the hard part is I really like meat you know <laughs> and as much as I like the the thought of diet and things like that is I it's, it's hard to kind of work around that diet and it's incredibly difficult to make that transition Um, even though i know in the environment itself uh, there could be some really good benefits well this
1: is this is one of the problems with the label um is that well a lot of people and a lot of people on the side of meat meat lovers would say well what you're doing is unnatural the human need for uh for what we have in our diets uh, is meat related we've always you know you're, you're you're playing with human nature to say that we don't eat animals that's just what we've always done and so this is that's why this is weird um, I like the idea of alternatives being available like soy-based meat products that actually taste good I'd be fine with that I don't have any problem with that that's a healthier probably a healthier choice for me to eat more often than than a big fat red steak every week or something so that's interesting to me from that point of view but Justin, I would ask you: How do you feel about the idea of actual uh, artificial lab-grown meat? Where do vegans stand on that? And if you don't know, that's fine. But
0: like, uh, I would make the argument that that is for for certain for ethical vegans that is fine. I mean, I, I've actually talked to Ashley about it, and Ashley said, "Yeah, if if they could uh, clone." You know just the uh you know the lab grown meat and you're what you weren't creating a sentient creature to murder it <laughs> and strip it for parts yeah uh then like uh, all, all all day all night prime ribs like let's let's
1: do it okay interesting because i i don't know if they start with like meat product and then they get artificial meat from that i don't know enough about the artificial or the the lab grown synthetic meat uh technology as it stands today but that's always fascinating to me it could change I mean, it could just wipe out—not wipe out veganism, but it just changes to the point where maybe we're all well, eating no,
0: that. I think no but, more f- Again, so but but even that kind of gets us to this other philosophical question, right? Yeah. So let me ask you. Yeah. You could have a lab-grown piece of meat that tasted identical. If not better, because they could perfect exactly the cut of meat that you would want, right? right? You weren't, you wouldn't would be up to the butcher or, you know, the, the the cow or something. You could get the perfect steak, yeah. and maybe it was even a little bit cheaper. Uh, but it didn't come from a cow, like would oh, you like?
1: I would, would love you? it. I just all I would eat, I would be all into that. I'm all for this. Like if they can get and it so, to that point, point, and sure. so
0: if part of ethical veganism is saying, let's get closer to that.
1: Yeah, and also less cows farting, which is what that would do. Hi, you're on well, the air. Who's I this?
0: like get into the global warming argument.
5: <laughs> yeah, hi there. This is Gavin.
1: Oh, hey, Gavin. What's up? Where, uh, Gavin? Where are you yeah. from? I've I've heard your voice before. Where are you from?
5: Well, I don't think you have, but I'm from Fargo, North Dakota.
1: Ah, your voice is so familiar. I swear you've called before. That's well, weird. Maybe just fun. because we both I've been watched the to show you and since I was,
5: back was back. six yeah. years old. Or, ah, <laughs> see, grade, so. see,
1: that's why. When you were eight years old, I just knew that one day, as an adult, you would call in, and I would be exactly. old, and you would still be young. And yeah. do
5: yourself a favor
0: and go boost his birthday on
1: FamousBirthdays.com. <laughs> no, don't do it. Uh, anyway, what's on your mind, Gavin?
5: Um, so uh, I've been on co- on hold for a while, so I don't know exactly what's been covered. That's totally so fine. I just want to make sure that the. Uh, I mean, a lot a lot of this is about talking about food understandably but really veganism is about the ethical movement primarily Mm -hmm. um and i just want to challenge you with a little thought experiment and see if it uh, moves the needle a little bit in any of your uh philosophy towards eating so i'm from a small town and it actually got put on national news when i was really little because a group of teenagers found this uh, painted turtle Mm -hmm. and they filmed themselves Dumping gasoline on it and then igniting it. I have, a, I have, a, I have
1: a memory of this. This is, I, uh, I kind of remember this. It was yeah. awful. Yeah.
5: Anyway, obviously a terrible, atrocious act. Uh, I mean, because they're torturing an animal. But in the video, and the kids are laughing. I mean, like they're treating it like it's a good time. So they're getting some form of entertainment or enjoyment out of torturing this animal. Mm-hmm. Well, there's plenty of other forms of entertainment available, like video games, you know, going camping, millions of other options. But they chose to torture an animal. Yeah. But it's just, as a society, we say, hey, let's not put the life at, of other sentient creatures that can feel pain just so you can enjoy something. And it's really thinking about that way that changed my way of eating. Mm-hmm. Because although there are plenty of alternatives, and every day there's more with fake meat, Lab-grown meat. I mean, pasta, rice, beans, veggies, fruits are all foods that we can we can eat. But instead, many people choose to eat well to kill animals and eat them right. uh, instead of choosing alternatives.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So this is an interesting point of view. Thanks for the call. Like from from the from the perspective of, um the other direction. See, I always assumed it went from the food and then out toward the ethical treatment of animals. His suggestion, and maybe it's always been true, is that it kind of came from the other direction. Your your research, while, you know, we don't do, this show's not going to be known for the most thorough research ever, but we do a pretty good job of digging out the basics, seems to suggest that it started more as a diet, Googling. like more of a diet movement that moved into a ethical movement. He suggests the other way, or at least his experience was that way,
0: well, no, again, again, the, the, the term veganism, uh, you know, minted in the 1950s uh, or the 1940s and then uh, codified in the 1950s as the doctrine that man should live without exploiting animals. There is an element of ethics to it. I think that it's, it's now as uh, veganism has, I think, become easier to just buy in a grocery store. Yeah. It's easier to complete your lifestyle with things that you can buy off the shelves. Uh, now it has become a more viable diet kind of I don't know diet craze but I mean certainly something that that falls into that neighborhood what if
1: aliens attack our world and they believe in the ethical treatment of of animals as well and they only eat vegans (laughs) do you know what I'm saying like what if they came and they just said all right uh, the rest, all y'all are pigs. I can't believe you treat these animals so bad. Round up the vegans. That's, that's what we're going to eat as a, as an alien race. I think that sounds all right. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Chase from Arkansas. Hello, Chase from Arkansas. What's up?
4: Hey, I was just calling to uh, say on this whole vegan thing. I've got some friends who, uh, they would claim that, uh, as, as Christians, that if you don't uh, eat a vegan diet, you are in theological error. Oh wow. Uh, okay. that you've like, you've, um, uh, sort of, uh, you have contempt for, uh, God's creation. Like you're not willing to treat it ethically and therefore, uh, you're, you're not, uh, well, caring for God's creation in the, in the right way. And so the only ethical and Christian thing to do is to accept a vegan diet because it has so much of the, uh, it has so much of an effect on the animals, but then oh, also God. the exploitation God. of workers in different countries and sure. that sort of thing. Uh, this, it's not, it's not this, like a is, very big. This
0: uh, is. I'm sorry to cut you off. This is the confluence of like I never want to get into a conversation with with any of of, of the people that think like that. <laughs> not because I disagree, but because man, you are layering a a a like you you have now melded in in what I thought I once would have thought to be impossible so many different uh, uh do or die kind of doctrines. Yeah. like I, I, there's just there's right. no there there's no room for wiggling. like yeah. this is a one straight ahead second start <laughs> of the right, straight on until morning a uh, 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 point of view.
1: yeah, what's not surprising though, yeah. is and that it- is that somebody or a group of people might take. Uh, biblical stuff and, and, and twist it to their direction. That's a that's a thing as old as time. Everybody does it. Uh, this sounds like a version right. of that. But I've also got... Now, this is funny you bring this up because I've got fr- a friend. I won't use his name. I think he listens. So he'll know I'm talking to him, but I won't t- say his name. He is very, very religious, and he has a very opposite view that is, ironically, he's saying the same thing, but just the other direction. He's saying, uh, look, if you go back and you read your Genesis... Uh, or you look at any old Jewish law about sacrificial lambs or any of that stuff, we have been, uh, in fact, if you look at Genesis, if you, if you, if you buy into all that, uh, the, the fowl of the air and the beasts of the earth are created, right? And what were they made for? Uh-huh. So the dudes could eat. And, and, and he would say that you are not being an ethical Christian. If you don't eat meat or yeah. take advantage of these things. So right. it's so funny how that can right. flip back and forth. Um, but anyway, go ahead. You had more would to that,
4: say. I, you know, I'm, I'm well, all I was going to say is I'm, I'm all for uh, keeping veganism where it is and Christianity where it is because who in the world wants two more fundamentalist groups of people than <laughs> vegans and Christians combining their opinions and, and becoming this militant new brand of, uh, you know, whatever the heck that religion would be. Yeah, we have uh, enough of those. Be yeah, we, no, it, it, we have it, enough it, of it's those. It's going to be
0: called Can't Tell Me Nothing. <laughs> like that's, yeah that's what that is uh,
1: that's awesome great call thank you for that um i oh, uh, hey, by the way a
0: few more real quick facts uh fastest growing vegan markets in the world china the united arab emirates and australia oh a uh, 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 fast uh, fast growing in fact: australia is the fastest market for pre-packaged uh of vegan stuff uh united states has a two percent uh vegan population the highest percentage in the world Israel,
1: uh, with 5%. Well, we're big Israel supporters, so maybe that'll bleed over. Who knows? Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this?
3: Shalom,
6: Scott and Justin at the end.
1: Oh, hey. All the hey. way from not Israel, but close enough. Uh, what's going on, man?
6: I, I'm I'm Jewish, and I live in Brooklyn. That's, like, next door to it.
0: Sure,
1: why not?
6: Yeah,
0: that's, listen, Yeah, you, you, you're you only minutes away from an LL flight.
6: <laughs> oh, abso- absolutely. Yeah, please. So, yeah. so uh, as, as a registered, what's up?
1: Oh, nothing. You're going, it's your turn.
6: Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, as a, as a registered meat eater, like I, I actually appreciate occasionally going vegan and I usually do so when, uh, there's, uh, some artist friends of mine who come into town every year for New York Comic-Con that are looking for places to eat. Uh, and they live in Michigan and, uh, it's like not too far out of the Detroit area and they, finding a vegetarian place in, in general in that area is kind of hard because it's basically the meat belt. And uh, when they come here, they're amazed at how many options there are. And most of the vegan restaurants uh, around here actually make some pretty damn good food to the point where like, I've had some of the best quote unquote uh, roast duck of my life at a kosher vegan restaurant in Chinatown. Uh, I've had, I've had some damn good quote unquote chicken nuggets uh, in, in Brooklyn, at this little like takeout spot that has some seats down on it, like some of the best of those, and like I've had, and I've had the Impossible Burger that uh, that Justin brought up, and that is absolutely amazing. So, so who, I'm ma- glad who the makes this? Are in, out there.
1: Who makes this Impossible Burger? I keep hearing about this. How is this, Is this Impossible the thing I made? Impossible Foods, I think. Here, uh, g- yeah. Keep going. On, that up. All right, all right. I'm very curious it, about it. Was that. it was
6: originally it was originally only available at Momofuku uh, here in here in New York, but now it's been picked up by a couple different burger chains, like I know Bear Burger which is not everywhere, yeah, uh, but know, a
0: couple of different uh, locations, pick yeah. it up. Uh, Umami Burger, I know, has it at a lot of their locations. But you can go to uh, impossiblefoods.com. They're, they're the people that do it. But they're actually selling it more as a diet thing than as a vegan thing. They're marketing it more because yeah. they know the vegans will find it. Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> you uh, What you want
1: to do. Yeah, no, this is, this is smart of them because what you want to do is attract meat. That attracts me. I want to try it like I'm yeah. into it. If you right. said come, come try our vegan burger, I wouldn't like be abhorred by that and go, "No way, I'm trying your vegan burger," but I wouldn't be I'd be like, "Oh, well, this isn't for me."
0: Yeah, no, Scott, Scott, go, right. ahead, and go ahead and look. Go, go to impossiblefoods.com/burger. And just take a look at what this burger looks like. It, it it's actually pretty remarkable. Uh but but here, look. Uh oh, I, I want to do this just uh uh, uh Ian Candle 79. Yep. If you've uh, uh never been to it, the next time your friends come into town, that's one of the best vegan restaurants in uh new york city according to the the vegan for which i'm plugged into yeah Uh, (laughs) and then i will say for bay area folks uh homeroom does an amazing vegan mac and cheese uh uh, millennium is another one there's a great uh, vegan soul food place in oakland called solely vegan Uh, a lot a lot of great food that look if you are just a foodie i think there's a lot of food that you will just never have otherwise unless you go to a place like this that is cooking just outside of the skill set of the places that you're normally going to eat at. Oh my gosh,
1: I found yeah. one. I found one they make it at uh, there's one location in Utah. It could not be more southern Utah by the way. We are almost Arizona like at this it. point. It's in Peekaboo Canyon Woodfire Kitchen in Kanab, Utah. Okay. Which is like I don't know a ten hour drive. Oh from my me. god!
6: My my mom went through Kanab, Utah, when she went cross country. It's like <laughs> two blocks long. All it has is a laundromat and a motel.
1: Yeah, and some cool. There's places you can buy really cool old stones and stuff. Like I remember as a kid going through there, I thinking it was pretty rad. But it looks like my best. This is crazy because up there, that is like Hunterland, McGee, where everyone's killing all the meat and eating it. Um, also, I'm very interested in this meat belt you speak of. I would like to go buy myself a meat belt. Uh,
0: also, look, there's yeah. a million in Anaheim. So the next time that you're, uh, <laughs> can I you're get in him in
1: Vegas? An- can I go to Vegas as well? And uh, uh,
0: I think yeah, I think I think there's some in Vegas too. By the way, they're they're at Fat Burger, uh, uh, Umami Burger, uh, a lot of like they, they've been trying to get into regular ass burger chains so people can kind of experience that as a patty.
1: That's very interesting. All right, well, as we close things out, um, who we didn't hear a lot from today? We heard from maybe one or two people who. Might call themselves vegans, maybe just the one. And I meant to do this, by the way, before the show. I ran a I ran a uh, poll, um. just a quick straw poll uh, to find out who's a vegan, who isn't. And the results are currently. Let me refresh them. Ninety three point four three percent of the respondents are not vegan or list themselves as no. And the same question, by the way, was just simply, "Are you vegan? No or yes." Yeah. Uh, the yeses came in at fourteen total votes, or six point five seven percent of the total 213 votes which passed. would be
0: higher than the actual percentage in, in America so yeah. that, would, that would speak to uh, that maybe you have uh, a different representation in your Twitter Ex-
1: exactly but which let, is interesting Yeah.
0: Let, let me just say this I am an omnivore I eat whatever the hot hell I want <laughs> I eat a lot of vegan food because my wife is vegan Yeah. I will say that a lot of the reason why people talk about oh you bring up that you're vegan you bring up that you're vegan it is a hard and lonely life oftentimes to be a vegan it is hard to walk into any i mean like imagine 99 of the restaurants that you normally go to tomorrow you didn't eat at yeah right yeah uh, uh and so oftentimes what happens is you have to ask and you have to kind of suss out stuff on the menu you have to read a lot of labels it is something that you do kind of have to be a little bit more forward about if you want to eat which by the way is recommended you do three times a day it is a constant uh, uh drumbeat what yeah. i found eating more vegan foods and therefore eating more vegan cheeses was that my i felt better personally my taste was and i never knew it was against heavy creams mm. i would have put I, I i ate a lot of heavy creams a lot of heavy cheeses and when i had more lighter vegan cheeses I tended to like stuff more when I go to homeroom which is a mac and cheese place I get vegan mac and cheese with hot dogs and uh, Italian sausage put in it because I just prefer that kind of stuff so what I will say is in a world where you have a lot more of these options try them see whether or not you like them a lot of vegan food tastes like crap but a lot of it now in today's day and age tastes delicious. And and I would say you owe it to yourself. If you enjoy food, if you are a foodie to get a little experimental, try some of the stuff at at some of the higher end vegan places, try some of the the, the meat substitutes, the cheese substitutes. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but you want to know what, if you do, you've now opened up a whole new area for you to enjoy. And I think that's how we should be looking at this as opposed to you know, getting up our pitchforks and swords and slicing each other to death.
1: Would you have, um, with this recommendation, has it been colored at all by you marrying a, a, a committed vegan? I would have
0: never eaten any of this stuff if I had not married Ashley. Mm. No. Okay. I
1: think there's there's something to be said about that. There's some things I definitely wouldn't have tried here had it not been for my daughter's insistence on vegetarian, uh, diets. Uh,
0: But, but I will say that, look, it's so much easier to eat vegan now than it ever was. And 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 in places where it was uh, you don't have to live in LA, San Francisco or New York to do it. You know, right. there there are uh you know chains, regular ass grocery stores are carrying stuff that they would have never done in the past because more people like it. 2% of the American population is not insignificant. Well, listen, if you want
1: to worship at the feet of the vegan Jesus, you got to eat the vegan Jesus. <laughs> I've been holding that all day. I had to get it out. Uh
0: that's it. Uh thank you, Chris. <laughs> go next ahead. Next week? Yeah. Unfriend show at gmail.com is where you can send in your emails. Patreon.com slash unfriendme is where you can support the show. Go ahead and enter it into your phone and send Scott and I a screen grab 801-285-9395. I am so excited for next week, Scott. Oh, what because is it? At our meal. And now it's time. To decide what to tip. (laughs) Tipping is our topic next week. And I am coming to fight on this one. I I am a staunch defender of the grand American tradition of tipping. And I think anybody who thinks otherwise wants to decimate the hardworking of food industry workers of America.
1: I am going to get some recorded audio for that episode from some people who will offer a different point of view i actually tend to agree with you but i know some people that are adamant that tipping is ruining american lives
0: oh come get some next week
1: (laughs) that's right right here at frogpants.tv if you want to catch it live that's at 1 p.m mountain time that's 12 pacific uh so you can be here at frogpants.tv uh and don't forget our website frogpants.com unfriend me It's where you can find links to everything we're talking about here, including that new Patreon. Thank you to uh, those who have already pitched in. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Justin. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this. At
2: frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>